0: This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made For This podcast.
1: Thanks to Rothy's for supporting Made For This. Rothy's comfortable, washable, and sustainable shoes and bags make getting dressed easy. Head to rothys.com slash madeforthis to find your new favorites today. And now, here's Jenny.
0: Guys, thanks so much for being part of this season. Next season, you are going to love it. We are going to actually revisit a huge project that I spent years of my life working on, and I would say most of my life living out and learning, which is Nothing to Prove. We are gonna look back at that topic and we're gonna talk about what that looks like as we re-enter the world and how do we not strive to live up to the standards that other people have set for us. Guys, we all felt that pace you know, slow down and we're, we're asking ourselves a question. We're all feeling it pick back up a little. And there's this sense of, I don't want to go back to who I was before. I don't want to have to live in this world that feels like a hamster wheel that's running so hard. We're going to talk about it. And the interviews we have are incredible. And we're going to look at different subjects each week that talk about how we can live with nothing to prove. Because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we do not have to measure up to some standard. He measured up for us. And it is the most freeing thing in the world that we can't measure up. (laughs) I know you're thinking, gosh, that does not feel right. You're saying that I'm not enough. You're saying I can't measure up. Yes, I am saying. We can't measure up. And that is so freeing. The greatest thing that ever happened to me is when I stopped trying to meet everybody's standards and I realized I couldn't. And then you exhale, you take a deep breath and you remember it's okay. And I can live through that because of who God is in me, through me and with me. And guys, that will change everything. So come on, join us. It's going to be 12 weeks, 24 episodes, incredible guests throughout the summer. You're going to love it. We're going to look into scripture. And so if you don't have it yet, go get the book, Nothing to Prove. We also are relaunching the Bible study this summer, and I want you to grab it and do it with some friends. If you have already done Get Out of Your Head, this is perfect. You need to go back and do Nothing to Prove, and it's the perfect thing to do out of COVID because you are going to be tempted to just jump back into the craziness that was your life before. And you just want to be sure you're obeying God and not just doing things to do things to measure up. We're going to have all the links to get the book. You can get it anywhere books are sold. The Bible study is available everywhere books are sold. And we're going to have all those links in the show notes. You can also go find all the links at JennyAllen.com. We are so glad you're on this journey with us. And if you Are not knowing where to start, you've got a lot of decisions to make, or you feel like, gosh, I just need a grid to think well about this. Zach and I do something every single year and have since we were married of listing out our different subjects in our lives and taking inventory. And you can go to jennyallen.com and you can download the life inventory. And it actually takes into account this year, COVID, and the unique situations that that brought on. So go download that at jennyallen.com. It's free. Also, think of a few friends to do this with, go ahead, email them, say, Hey, Jenny's doing a summer study throughout her podcast. Would you want to do this with me? And ask a few friends to do it with you. Because I do think doing this together is the very best way to experience any kind of life change, right? We are going to just take in content and move on with our day unless someone is there to ask us questions and to help us live it out. So go ahead, send this podcast to a few friends and say, Hey, join me and let's do this together. Rothy's believes style is more than just fashion. That's why everything they make is exceptionally comfortable, totally sustainable, and fully machine washable. Rothy's is the best-selling shoe because of this. The point in black is the one you want to get. Guys, they're so basic, and they're, you can wear them with anything. They have over 5,000 near-perfect reviews, and there's a reason. I actually have the camo ones and I wear them all the time. I love them. You can wear them with jeans. You can wear them with a skirt. You can wear them with anything and you can throw them in the washing machine and they last forever. So upgrade your closet with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes in a bag from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash made for this to check everything out. That's rothys, r-o-t-h-y-s.com slash
1: made for this. Yeah, we are so excited about this upcoming season. We're gonna spend all summer in Nothing to Prove. And so, you guys, just like Jenny said, if you struggle with people pleasing, striving, not feeling like you're enough, this season is for you. And so, as just a little taste of what's to come, this is Jenny in the first week of the Nothing to Prove Bible study. We're gonna tell you guys more about this coming soon, but you guys, you've gotta listen to this. So, find a comfortable seat, get a pencil and piece of paper. And get ready. Here is Jenny for week one of Nothing to Prove.
0: So my daughter Kate and I are driving down the highway. We're going to go get dinner. She's 14 years old. She just started high school. And Zach and I have four kids. And so getting time alone with one of them is very important. And usually if it's just me and Kate, Kate will open up and she'll usually tell me what's going on. And we did all our small talk, and I could tell she was quiet and thinking about kind of sharing what's going on. And she paused. And I've learned as a mom to not enter that space, to let it sit. So finally she opens up and And mind you, she's been in high school for only a few weeks. And there's a lot of pressure, really, in every category in her life. And so she says this, Mom, I feel like I'm losing everywhere I look. Now, my kid is awesome. She's full of gifts, and she's smart, and she's beautiful inside and out. And honestly, I can't believe she's my kid. But that kid feels like she's not measuring up. When I was listening to her talk, I was thinking, I actually feel the exact same way, Kate. And it's nothing new. I just never opened up about my list that was too long in my head. But eventually, those lists become bondage striving, performing, working my tail off to measure up to some invisible list of expectations. And guess what? Everywhere I go, I see a similar pressure and disappointment in your eyes too. The voice in my head, it's repeated this phrase really most of my life. I am not enough. And the words that I hear from you all the time, I am not enough. It's as if we're all living that terrible dream where we're on a stage and the spotlight is shining on us and we have to perform and yet we can't move. We don't know exactly what's wanted from us or even if we do go for it, We're left wondering if we met all the expectations with very little feedback from the world. And it feels like sometimes it's even quiet from God. I know performing is part of life. We can't escape it when you think about jobs and school and parents and expectations. It's part of life. The problem isn't performance. The problem is that we attach our worth to our performance here. As I drove listening to Kate, three words kept running through my head as she talked. The three words were rhythms of grace. And I couldn't remember exactly where that passage was, so I had Kate look it up on my phone and she read it out loud as we drove. It was taken from Matthew 11 in a paraphrased version of Scripture called The Message. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So Kate reads that. And then she says, Mom, what are these rhythms of grace? I want those. That is what we're going to talk about here. That's what we're going to discover together. Jesus says, I will show you, walk with me, work with me. Watch how I do it. Honestly, the last few years have been wild for us. Kids and work and ministry and suffering around us with people that we deeply love. And yet, even with all of that happening, that wasn't what was actually exhausting me. There was pressure from all of it that I felt like I couldn't ever shake. So much so that I just started losing all my joy. In fact, I was losing most of my emotion. I found myself more checked out and numb than I was actually sad or happy. I rarely cried or laughed. I was watching God work all around me in incredible ways. I believed, and I still do, that that we were obeying God and the things that he had put in our life and the callings that he's given us. Usually when I see these unhealthy patterns in my life and sin, I begin by asking this question to myself, what am I believing wrongly about God? So that began a two-year journey through the familiar stories of Jesus in the book of John. I needed to see how Jesus lived. I needed to see how he lived with a weighty calling with suffering of friends, with, with joy and abundance. And sure enough, I went into John believing Jesus wanted something from me. And today that has shifted. He actually wants so much more for me. I quickly realized as I studied, I don't understand Jesus's rhythms of grace. I do, however, very much understand the rhythms of the world. In fact, I realized the strong, loud rhythms of the world have infiltrated just about all of my understandings about God and this life. The rhythms of grace are built on two truths that everything in my flesh actually struggles to receive or believe. The first one is, I am not enough. I do not measure up. I desperately don't want that to be true. But that is our reality for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We don't measure up. And number two, Jesus is enough and he measures up for me. I don't want that to be true because I like to be the hero of my own story. It's vulnerable to be the one that needs to be rescued. I don't have to prove anything because Jesus proved everything. And here's the thing, people who believe that, they start living wildly free because they don't have anything to prove and they don't have anything to lose. There's this rest that comes over us because we don't have to measure up anymore. And yet we do measure up. It's so freeing, but the rhythms of the world have given us two strong lies that we have taken as truth. Either, one, that we are enough in ourselves. It looks like ego or pride or maybe even self-esteem. All the self-help books out there are feeding this idea that we can measure up, we can do better, we can fix our problems. Or the other lie we believe that I actually think is a lot more common with us as women that we aren't enough and that there's no hope. It looks like insecurity or fear, maybe even defeat. And even as those who believe in Christ, I think many of us are still completely stuck in the rhythms of the world, the lies that the enemy's given us. We need to be rescued. And with all my searching, only one person has the power to rescue us from these lies from striving, from insecurity. In John 7, this is actually going to serve as our theme verse for this entire study. It's verse 37 and 38. Jesus sets up what it's going to look like to do life with him, all that he's going to promise us. He says, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, Will flow rivers of living water. The original Greek for the water that's coming out of us is actually from our innermost being or out of our belly, from the very depths of us. I think that we are so thirsty. We are looking for our significance. We are looking for worth. We are looking for affirmation from this world. And we keep going to places where it's dry and we're trying to drink, but we keep feeling thirsty. And the power of the promise of Jesus is that he not only quenches our thirst, he actually gives wellsprings of living water in and through us. Isaiah 12 actually says it this way, with joy, you will draw water out of the wells of salvation. God actually describes why we keep feeling this thirst and why we're so tired and empty. He writes in the book of Jeremiah, My people have committed two sins. First, they have forsaken me, the spring of living water. And second, they have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Inside of you, if you are a believer, flows streams of living water. And yet we keep going back to broken man-made cisterns. And sometimes it's the cisterns of of people who aren't actually meant to fill our souls. And sometimes it's looking for significance from our season of life or a job and not finding it. Sometimes it's numbing out through distraction or entertainment. But yet we never feel rested. And then when our little hearts have come to the end of all our vices and the things that we chase, we come to the only one who promises water that will actually satisfy us and not just satisfy us, but fill us to overflowing. What if I told you, you could go from feeling needy to meeting need? What if instead of being consumed with yourself, you could be consumed with love for other people? What if instead of performing, you could actually start to enjoy your life? What if instead of striving, you could actually deeply rest? You can. It is so good. It is so full. It is so freeing. Be full of Jesus. His resources are unlimited. I can't seem to get to the end of his grace, and I test that often. His love for me, for us, it is altogether deeper and kinder and more consuming than any other love that I have known on this earth. We're going to get to see all of that here. The proven, risen, powerful, humble Christ who is issuing us everything we are searching for. Corinthians says this, now we have such confidence in God through Christ. Not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as if it were coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. It is so freeing to admit we are not enough, but that it doesn't matter because God is. Proven is this journey of taking hold of all the things that you actually have already been given. Proven is about reminding ourselves who we are from Scripture because of Christ. Jesus is the only thing that we pursue that doesn't leave us more empty. But I feel like I should warn you, the rhythms and the ways of Jesus, they aren't after a few life changes the rhythms of grace will actually shatter and transform the very foundations of your identity. Jesus is after more than some tweaks. He's after all of us. But his goal,
1: save us from ourselves.
0: It's as if he whispers into our depths, get away with me and you'll recover your life. show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace.
1: pick any podcast right now there are so many good ones out there but we just want to thank you for listening to the made for this podcast and for being here with us and listening every Tuesday and Thursday and we're so grateful for all of you leaving reviews and leaving stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify all the places that you listen we're super grateful for those reviews and we love that you're sharing it with your friends and your people let's go